Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we reminisce about the way we met, which is, of course, centered around our favorite TV show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 25th episode of the series and the final episode of the first season, Woo! The Way We Met. A big one. A big one. It's great. This is amazing. This is a perfect accomplishment. 25th episode. Congratulations, us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this one, I think, is a wonderful, wonderful summary of the first season. And I am fascinated to know whether there were people and or fans. Like, I actually don't know, like, how much of the first season was written when they actually started broadcasting. I'm not sure if it was all of it or anything like that, but it was like, I, I mean, it might have all been totally filmed. I'm not really sure how the cadence went. But I do think that the decision to have um the the origin story essentially like that was so absent from these women and i'm not sure if that was ever like the real plan to have it at the end but i could absolutely see people clamoring to know right to go back to that very beginning phase so i I love this episode i think it's really cute yeah that's an interesting observation because um i feel like i have never watched like in in recent memory like ever watched the show without already knowing this you know like so i'm sure that you would be like but why did they all like how yeah like i'm sure that you would be left with a lot of questions about how they all came together so that's a good point yeah and they just you know they pepper little teasers throughout like you you obviously find out like you know that Dorothy was divorced right off the bat. You find out, you know, Rose and like Charlie and she had to put herself, her life back together. And like you, you understand like the whole like Blanche married rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, they never really spelled out. And that's a really good point too. Like I, I, you just know it from seeing it all the way back in the day. So you can't watch the episodes now without like having that in the back of your mind. So, but it's great. And I'm really happy uh, that this is a fake flashback. <laughs> So we actually have fully developed characters and looks of these characters. Like, it would be really interesting if they had filmed actual, like, early footage with, like, the original, you know, like, the uh, break-in character era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, all of those awkward, uh, you know, strange director-filmed episodes where it's just slightly off. Like, this is actually a nice, like, picture of who these these ladies are that we've come to know over 25 episodes yeah and i feel like the flashback scenes are it's a good end to the first season because it it is a nice summary and they're much more like in sync than they are in the beginning for sure but they still are a little rough around the edges which um you know i think lends a lot to being the final episode of the the first season especially when the show was so big so quickly right like it wasn't like people found it later like everybody loved it so everybody loved it at the time yeah exactly for sure so Uh, but yeah we open so we open with them watching uh psycho i also (laughs) love the scream beginning is a fantastic scream i mean that should replace the wilhelm scream i'm telling you it was very well done yeah Um, they they never should have watched psycho right like so they're they um this we've seen this a couple times too but i don't think if you're watching live you would necessarily get that like being in the kitchen late at night is going to be such an anchor of this relationship in this show and it's nice that this is like how it all starts it's like they're they're um you know staying up too late they have a double fudge chocolate cheesecake like Mm -hmm. they're they're already there and they're sort of like reminiscing about other times which i think those two in conjunction make it seem like you're in on the conversation like the audience is like part of the remembering even though we haven't seen these before 
yeah exactly exactly and then like the beginning of a beautiful friendship where like they have the cheesecake and it's like they they just really it really like ties everything together very very well um and also like the really good jokes like in the present day as well as like you know when they've watched psycho as well as like in the past uh back and forth they really the interplay like the writing and back and forth works really well whereas i feel like i don't know sometimes not not in this show necessarily but just other times uh when shows do flashbacks it is just so Mm ham-fisted and it's just really awkward to come back into present day um and this one has like that cheesy sitcom thing of like oh remember that and then fade into the background (laughs) like there's there's not really a perfect transition for it but i actually feel like they do it pretty well like i buy into it yeah i actually think the like scenes of them like as present day people like looking back are more sitcom-y and more like almost cliche in their delivery than the actual flashbacks like the flashbacks themselves i think are great um so i guess like let's start with rose in the the grocery store because like there are so many things about this that are like just wild (laughs) so ridiculous so mr peepers oh my god can you imagine if your child came up to you in a grocery store and was like hey i just got this cat from an old lady we're gonna take it right that's cool like does it have its shots like what also I love the idea. The whole premise is that her landlord is kicking her out because she has a cat, but I gave my cat away at this exact moment, but I'll still go through the headache of moving. (laughs) Even though I could just tell my landlord, I got rid of the cat. I don't know if she like crossed the point of no return where he's like, well, I don't even want you back. Even if you didn't have a cat, (laughs) but like, it's like it's a big fucking deal to move dude and just because you met like candid camera blanche Devereux room uh in the supermarket <laughs> it doesn't seem to really be the you know the only reason to move on but anyway yeah it's just so silly yeah it's so bizarre and then like they really try to um i i think this is an instance of the writers like not completely trusting the audience of like <laughs> when blanche is talking about how she thinks rose is a wild woman and like and rose is like examples i think it it works on one level because it's like it does go too far and it's funny when she jumps into the third example but initially i I was kind of like all right like i don't need to be i don't need you to tell me that rose isn't like the kind of wild that blanche is picturing like i already know that yes yes exactly it's like a little bit like the you you said perfectly like the writing goes a little too far where it's just like no no no, we're in on it yeah <laughs> and it's the opposite of like the way you were saying where you feel so in on it intimately like in the kitchen table like you know that this is part of the deal and like this is how the show is and it's just as even as a first time viewer like you get sort of swept up into it so but yeah if you've been watching the, the first season like you know who rose is and the joke is there we get it yeah <laughs> But I do love how she just goes, I'll stop eating raw cookie dough. Yeah, as if cute. that was like something to protest. Um, actually, two of our friends, uh, Mike and Kimberly, if you're listening, uh, they did actually have an argument over whether or not you eat raw cookie dough as an adult. So, I couldn't believe married. that Mike said no. I've never met a person who like is anti-eating cookie dough. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a mom from the 80s or I guess a grandma. But yeah, it was certainly a concern for Rose that it could be she could be persecuted for her beliefs. Yeah. Mike is more conservative than Rose and I on eating cookie dough. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so the Mr. Peepers thing is like hilarious. And every single time I'm just like, especially as a person who's not a pet person, I'm like, my God. I mean, that's insane. And then also, like, if you did have an emotional attachment, like you said, like, you're just going to give it to this random kid who like... <laughs> what oh my gosh 
that kid is really funny. But I always think of this too when you have like just little tiny bit parts as a child actor in like a TV show or a movie. Like that kid's career went nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And like, but he like to this day, hopefully he's still alive and he's like going out and being like, "Remember, I was a little boy on the Golden Girls once." <laughs> like that would be like a really fun tidbit to like pick up somebody at a bar with. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it would be so great. I feel like um, it would. Be- is he still going to bars? Yeah. Well into his late 40s <laughs> hope he Picking is up people. hope yeah. he is <laughs> um but yeah yeah so there's that actually the grocery store that scene is is funny but the grocery store that is um comes up later where they're shopping together is so good oh, yeah. um but before we get to that i want to talk about madam zelda because <laughs> yes. so she's there like before dorothy is going to look at the house it's like i assume after rose has already been established as somebody who's moving in and yeah. um but she's really funny. I, I, it's pretty small, but it's like, and it's an extreme take of this. But like, if anybody, if you've ever tried to find an apartment or like oh, random yes. roommates on Craigslist, like this is not that far off. Like, move into this house and you'll die an agonizing death. <laughs> she literally, it's so funny you bring her up because I, I basically had written in my notes that like it's a shame that there's not a little bit more to this character. Yeah. I feel like there are some sort of guest quirky characters um, that like are just like, they take up an entire episode. Right. And you're like, they're not as good as she is in just that fucking five seconds that she's on stage, like on camera. It's pretty good. And I really want to see more of her, but you're right. It's so, Oh my God. Like just the roommate search. And like, this is like classified city. And like, there's probably less screening, you know, like yeah. I guess on the phone than you would an email these days. And, you know, obviously like social media stalking and all these things to be safe and you just get the wackos. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and it's funny that you said that like the little guest stars who really w- work well because I think yeah. yeah she's a great one and I think um we'll see in a couple episodes but the exterminator I think is really good he's like a, oh, yeah. and like Lou I think Lou plays really oh, well with Lou's them like wonderful well they brought Lou back as Mr. Oz yeah so. exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no I think it's it's very funny and then um we get to see like obviously it's not the first time we're seeing it but um you know presumably it's the first time that blanche is seeing dorothy's reaction to that ridiculous comment and b arthur is just like stone face when she says that and it's like absolutely it's so funny and then the um dorothy and sophia dynamic is really really funny and really like they look similarly i feel like they're kind of acting similarly to like how they were in the earlier seasons but it's just much better yeah yeah yeah. exactly exactly but it's interesting too because going back to the roommate conversation right like dorothy just b arthur is just such a genius like she plays this she puts on this like articulate accent right (laughs) and she you know you hear her voice over like she was like i'm sure i blown i had blown it and like you can tell her she's going mother lives at the shady pines retirement home and she's like oh and she's she's got this like facade right she is playing into who she thinks one she needs to be in general to sort of get something right like she is the interviewee not the interviewer so she needs to sort of play a role which we all do no matter whether Mm -hmm. it's like a roommate situation or a job situation or what have you but also like she has the urge is to say what she really thinks, which clearly when, you know, like someone says move into this house and you'll die an agonizing death <laughs> to a point, like her face says everything you need to know, which is also her holding back because she can't say shit because this isn't her home and she's trying to sort of get this position. And then later when like Sophia's just being her fucking self. It's a prison. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like she really, I thought you said it looked like a dump from the outside. Um, 
she you know she has to control her but she can't be mean to her in the way that she thinks Blanche wants and like every everything about it is just perfectly played because you have to really walk that line and again it's like dating like you're not quite showing your entire true self until you move in and then when she moves in like the first day she's super grumpy and she so totally drops that like friendly articulate speak you know the way of speaking facade once she's like there like she immediately like blasts mrs rogers (laughs) (laughs) as soon as you know she's upset with blanche when like blanche says that she gave her room away i mean there's like there's so much to it there where b arthur is playing two different versions of the one character yeah and i actually i haven't hadn't considered that before but that's true because also you can sort of see it start to unravel um in the supermarket like when she's yes. like at first being like cool and go with the flow and then it's like i'm not going it like you know it, it, it starts to kind of fall apart there um exactly but exactly. sophia's sophia's i think this is kind of like quintessential like what people think of sophia Pachillo as is like her responses and her like lack of filter and lack of polish i feel like yeah. is so is of just such high value in this episode because like when she's talking about shady pines and she like you know like we we get it from the beginning that she's not having to be there but then when she's talking about how they make them look like they're having fun and taking pictures for their brochure it's like so over the top it's It's also very believable yeah it is (laughs) it's really good um Um, yeah and the 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 breaking like the the slow breakdown right like you said where like Dorothy like kind of like goes the flow in the beginning of it you see these pieces I don't know I you see these pieces of like the character and I also wonder like how I would act right like the first day you're moving in with strangers yeah like how how you you sort of let your personality come out and you sort of don't I think it's interesting when like <laughs> Rose breaks uh what does she break Oh, uh, something that we just, her grandmother gave on her deathbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I totally forget. And like, you know, she, Dorothy like is is really like making fun of Blanche because she's going really hard on Rose yeah, and like all this stuff. And she just goes, "Why don't you just grind the broken pieces oh. in her hand?" Which is also like a a Dorothy line in general that she would do and say to these people. But she's also like trying to like show Blanche like kind of go easy on it's it just is so interesting like I I'm trying I always put myself into that position also having moved in with strangers several times (laughs) just like trying to think about when you sort of push back and when you just sort of like let it be um and to your point like it all just like once you actually cross a line where you're like I'm really frustrated with these people you start speaking up and talking about you know how you're not going in on all the ridiculous stuff that uh Blanche wants to buy yeah and and you can see it like start from the beginning and it like so you know like I think her reaction I think you're right like it would depend on how much you're you allow to show but like if you thought you were getting one room and you found out you were getting another one like you'd be pretty pissed like that's yeah, annoying. and Blanche just goes oops yeah like, exactly. like that's annoying and then like also can we talk about we've seen Rose's room no wonder she wanted that fucking yeah room. exactly it's I enormous <laughs> yeah remember Charlie doing her dumb makeup <laughs> needs that space seriously um there's like there's like two sitting chairs and a, and a couch in there it's a lot anyway but yeah like breaking the vase the I think it's a vase actually um that's so it's so cringy and so like I feel like even though Dorothy's kind of making fun of it like she's still uncomfortable by it and then I think like 
before they get to the supermarket, the final nail in the coffin of like putting her on the edge on the edge is like, and it's yeah. not really treated as something like this, but Rose's like favorite restaurant is Dairy Queen. And it just feels like <laughs> so like she makes the comment about skipping there. It feels so like actual, we've referenced this before, but like B. Arthur and, and Betty yes. White's real relationship where it's like, oh my God, it's <laughs> like so annoying for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just personality clash, and it's fantastic. And obviously, there's so many caricatures here that that was bound to happen, right? Yeah. Like with this, so which is why I think this episode really does feel organic. And it's it's interesting because it does get a little ridiculous at the end, where it's I guess I guess it's sort of true to life because it's so early in their relationship. But we always make fun of like all the storylines. We're like, I'm moving out. That's it. <laughs> like they're talking at the end. It's like, let's face it. This isn't working. And you're like, okay, well maybe you could just try talking through some of your differences yeah. first. But it all gets solved with cheesecake and laughing about <laughs> Rose's family. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Which um, is really funny. The grocery store scenes though are, are so funny. And like the reactions, like first of all, Blanche, I, I laugh every single time when she's um like looking at the melons and, and some guy the guy who works there's like those are very nice kids. She's like, Well thank you. It's like <laughs> it's so in character and so just like subtle but hilarious. It works so and well. he is and it's also a drive by, right? Yeah. Like it's like they don't linger on the joke. He just moves through, he barely even acknowledges it. Like the, I I think lesser writing or lesser sitcoms would absolutely have him stop yeah. and react to be like, that's not what I meant. And like to your earlier point where you're like, trust your audience here. Like we get it. And Blanche sells the whole thing. We don't need this guy to react to her. Like she just goes, oh, thank you. Yeah. And then everybody dies and that's it. And we move along and we talk, you know, we talk uh, about uh, oysters and, you know, yeah. a bottle of cold duck. <laughs> and the, the um, sort of like in um, juxtaposition to the last one, it's much smaller, but we do get to see Blanche having like a little tiny bit of revenge for like the way that her Southern identity was kind of criticized and like made fun of with the, the pepperoni. And she's like, this is a nightstick. Yes. Like it's yes. obnoxious. It's like, <laughs> it's not that crazy that she would be buying a pepperoni, but like, of course, Blanche Chevro from Atlanta is not buying that. Like, exactly exactly <laughs> i mean it is a gi- gigantic pepperoni. it is obnoxious <laughs> it's hysterical and uh oh my god and can we go also back to the uh, produce section um where <laughs> rose cuts into the can oh, it's very like her with like the eating the 14 grapes <laughs> And it like it does it does really work with this whole like oh I was on a farm like this is what you do and it's like her complete innocence of like being a quote unquote criminal <laughs> and, like they're so embarrassed and she's just like no this is what you do right yeah it is <laughs> it's, it's so funny and she does such a great job with the like with staying in character I guess is what you would call it but like she's just yes. so unfazed by their reaction and like the laughing like she just goes with it. And she actually is cutting them really fast. Yeah, I know. I actually, I noted, like, how perfect she's actually cutting them and actually eating them and, like, very, doing a very quick job for the exact, like, beat that you need for the humor. It's really, it's a great scene. Another very Rose thing um, at the end is when the cashier keeps making mistakes, which, like, I don't think happens that often for, like, first. Second of all, and she's, like, trying to be a it good American. It was their American. first day. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have a digital system yet, Lauren. I know, I guess 80s. that's true. You really needed to memorize the produce codes <laughs> and, like, the sale items back in the day. You really did. That's why it was, it was a lot. Excuse me, you made a mistake. <laughs> it's, like, so annoying. <laughs> it's so 
annoying. But that's absolutely accurate. Like, yeah. There's, I've definitely known people like that. It's perfect for Rose's character. Yeah, she would definitely do that. Of course, of course. But uh, also when they're, when they're going to, um, when they're sitting around, you know, like t- telling um, wacky stories and things, and Blanche is telling the story, my bosoms had the power to make music. <laughs> and they're laughing and everything. And Dorothy, you know, goes, didn't Bette Midler win a special Grammy for that? <laughs> so good. And she's sort of like in there laughing together, right? Like it's, again, it's a bonding moment that you're like seeing with these people who have sort of been at odds for a lot of the episode um Dorothy like touches like very like delicately Blanche like on her cheek you know Mm -hmm. and it's actually kind of nice I I just thought of it it was a nice moment to have like a ridiculous Blanche story end up with like a sweet moment and not like a barb from Dorothy you know like in the same way we like talk about how they you know they mock each other like mock her southernness and mocks you know Dorothy from being Italian and from New York and like all this stuff with the animosity of like making fun of them um and of course again like bosoms have the power makers like what a ridiculous story blanche but it actually is kind of funny like for dorothy to make a joke that's actually not at blanche's expense is it's like it's a little rare but it was also like a sweet moment and i think it worked really well to sort of heal the whatever the fight was that they were having yeah and i think that speaks to um like a larger piece of this which at the end when they're rose is telling the story of the great herring war blanche and dorothy are like laughing it's another one of the kind of rare times i think where they're laughing like as she's telling the story they think it's genuinely funny and they're not like exhausted by it um and you can hear b arthur laugh when the camera isn't on her which is a very (laughs) non like typical thing um but it's really sweet and i think it's similar to what you're talking about where it's like oh my god like they you know, like, it's going to be weird and, like, it's a little bit tense, but they do have just, like, a chemistry and they could get along. And it it's very true to life. I think all you need is, like, one funny interaction yes. with people and then you can build a, an entire friendship off of that. Like, it looks different now, but, like, I feel like when I was in college, you would meet somebody and then you would pull, like, an inside joke out of that and you would write on their Facebook. And then, like, that's how, that's how the start of a friendship would start. And, like this is that it's just in a different time you know like like you just need one foundational fun experience and you can go from there exactly exactly no matter how wacky you guys are and like again like their arguments are like really just born of not knowing each other and like knowing what you can live with and obviously you know they can go fucking grocery shopping separately, <laughs> man. Like, that's a really easy problem to heal. <laughs> like, it's fine. And then, of course, like, yeah, you have your differences. You're always annoyed by Rose's cheerfulness and Blanche's uh, stories and Dorothy's grumpiness. But, like, you know, it works. And it's really sweet. Um, and you're so right. I mean, it's like this This actually makes, this episode makes me think fondly about roommate situations that I've had. And, like, kind of the joy of getting to know people even though like yeah i've had a lot of wacky roommates that i never was really friends with we were just roommates but i've had a lot of roommates who became my best friends like you know like just in this situation so um who are very different from me you know or we we came in expecting different things but we had that common ground that started in some sort of laughter yeah (laughs) which is really cute so it's great but yeah, I think it's a great summary of the first season, which of course is magnificent. Um, and it's just like, I, I also just love, like I said in the beginning, that it's a fake flashback. <laughs> they very <laughs> carefully curated it, that we're not just getting the clip show episode as like filler. Smart. You know, this is a really, yeah, very, very smart. This show obviously took off immediately, as you said, and this is, you know, what the fans sort of deserve. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a friend. So. <laughs> 
Um, do you have anything else no, for think, this episode? I think that's it. We covered it all. First season, big celebration. First season, exactly. We're done. This is awesome. Well, this is also a good time to remind you all if we, if you haven't already, to follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of great content there, curated <laughs> entirely by Lauren. So. <laughs> take a look at that and uh yeah we'll be hopefully uh launching some other you know fun digital projects um as time marches on but uh, but yeah so next time we're going to delve into the second season Woo-hoo, Woo! which is awesome and we're going to discuss two highly relatable <laughs> features of old age <laughs> menopause and breeding mink. <laughs> fluffy buffy muffy and joanne we're coming <laughs> <laughs> joanne <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for being our friends. Thank you for being our fans. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>